everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Barely Bookish Podcast. If you didn't hear in the ending, we officially have a brand new Patreon perk. And now, every single Monday, uh, you'll get the early access to the episodes that come out on Wednesday. So if you want some early access and some exclusive show notes and, you know, some other great benefits, please check out the Patreon at patreon.com slash barelybookish. Also, we have some new merch available. So if you want to check us out, you go to barelybookish.com slash merch. We now have stickers, some tote bags, as well as the t-shirts and tank tops that were available before. And they're really cute. They're really comfortable. I honestly wear my own merch a lot, which I feel like is kind of weird, but I do it anyways because it's really comfortable. But yeah, that's kind of uh, a lot of the great things that we've got going. Um, I'm very excited about them. And yeah, thank you guys for joining me, and I really hope you guys will enjoy this episode of the Iliad. Hello everyone, and welcome to the Barry Bookish Podcast. We are talking about the Iliad today. Iliad? Iliad. Every time I put two L's because I kept misreading it, which was fun. And then autocorrect was like, what are you doing? That's not the way you spell this. And I was like, oh, my apologies to uh, Mr. Homer because I am a moron. Anyways, I am joined today by, uh, by Jade from About a Book Podcast. Hello! <laughs> so happy to be here. I'm coming to you across the airwaves from Dublin, Ireland. So a bit of a time difference here, but we're making it work. I know. I'm jealous. I never got to go to Ireland. I wanted to when I went over to um, England. I stayed in London for a month and like my friend got to go to Ireland, but I went to Germany and I was like, I can't like afford to also go to Ireland. So I'm living vicariously through you right now. <laughs> well it's it's a mess here at the moment so you're not missing it <laughs> that's true that's true in like five years when you know rona's over then i'll go to ireland yeah when you can record a podcast episode at me and i'll be like full circle i know it'll be great like that'll just we will we'll be able to like converse i'll talk about ireland it'll be great <laughs> um where can all the people like, can you tell us a little bit about your podcast and uh, where people can listen to it and all that fun stuff? Yeah, so I started a podcast about a book um, just a couple months ago, maybe three or four months ago now. So it's still very in the early stages. Um, and I have my background is in English and history. That's what I have a degree in. So I kind of talk about the history and the story behind famous books, like how did Mary Shelley think of Frankenstein or how did growing up in Ireland inspire Dracula? And I guess I kind of like make the authors seem more like people you know like the people behind the books um so yeah that's my type of thing so I was really excited to do this book today because it has like a good like historical background I know you are a lot more prepared for your podcast than I am because mine is basically like hi I never read this have no um academic knowledge and you know what we're gonna roast some books today that's basically the (laughs) plot point of my podcast well, as we were saying before we started recording, I'm I'm not, um, you know, an expert in this book. You know, my eyes kind of glazed over some parts because it's not the most um, captivating of books, yeah. you know, um, and there is a lot of names of people that are totally irrelevant. <laughs> but um, I think I got the, the bare gist of the first five books, which we're discussing today. 
Yeah. I, I got to a point where I was like, these people don't need names. Like they're, I'm just not going to name them. No. Because like- it, it should just be like fighter number one and fighter number two, because yeah. it's too hard to like keep flipping back and forth. I know. I was like, if they're going to, the only time I get introduced to them is when they die. I'm not going to write them down. <laughs> um but you know it was it was good I'm, I'm enjoying it so far I'm enjoying the the overarching story you know if mm-hmm. I'm not not getting too fussed on the details because there is a lot of details especially when it comes to like food and making sacrifices and I did you notice as well that um the book has like quite nice descriptions of people like um has like uh I wrote it down here swift-footed godlike Achilles and um some um I think it was Athena as described as like uh pale armed Athena you know so they all have these like little titles wait a second you're so wait do you have Greek gods in yours I had the uh, let me see the edition I have here because <laughs> I don't have Athena in mine I have um Minerva. I, have the peng- I have the penguin one did Barnes and Noble do me dirty I'm reading Roman gods. <laughs> what? Well, I get confused between the Roman names and the Greek names all the time. So maybe I just made a mistake. I'm not sure. <laughs> this is what I mean about the book is kind of confusing. There's a lot of names. I'm going to be so salty if I find out that Athena is in here because I'm reading about Jove and Juno and Minerva and Mars. And I was like, you got Greek gods in yours? Yeah. What? <laughs> what? Yeah, this is the penguin version for anybody listening. Um, let me see if it says who's translated it. Um Barnes and Noble did me dirty. I don't care about the Roman gods. Wow. Yeah, it know. says it's translated by Martin Hammond. So thank you, Martin, for giving the Greek gods because yeah. I prefer those names. Oh man, now I'm angry. I'm a little jealous. <laughs> oh. I always I get so confused though about the Greek and Roman gods. So it's fine. We can just use both both names. I'm so sad. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you understand how I was like the entire time I was like I thought this was a Greek myth I'm kind of surprised who are these people I don't know who translated mine to be honest it says Samuel Butler but I'm not sure if he translated it what's or, the publisher um the publisher is Act- Actress Holdings Limited actress publishing limited sounds made up (laughs) yeah yeah how do i call printed in the uk Hmm. 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 how rude first of all that you get great gods now i feel like i need to go look up like a pdf of it maybe this entire time now i'm i was confused i was like who are you trying to convert them in your head you're like trying to convert them in your head yeah i get that because i thought homer was greek this entire time and i was like why do we have roman gods (laughs) i'm so sad we should have decided on the uh like version together to be reading the same thing but it's the same story i mean there's lots of adoptions it's fine we get the gist 
All right. Well, I guess you just we'll talk just... about your names and I'll talk with my names and we'll try not to confuse people. Yeah, we'll just make an equals, um, like Minerva equals Athena, I think. Um, yeah. Because Juno. I have to Google it, but yeah. I, think, I think I know them. Yeah, I know <laughs> Juno and Jove, just based on this story, are Zeus and Hera. Mm hmm. And Juno is Hera, Jove is Zeus. But, like, I legitimately don't care about Roman gods. I don't understand. They're going to come okay. and strike you down now for saying that. <laughs> I'm just going to be, like, chilling one day and then I'm just get lightning bolt straight to my face. Okay, so it was <laughs> by Samuel Butler. At Samuel Butler, why did you cho- choose Roman gods? I just want to <laughs> talk. <laughs> A funny another funny story about this episode actually was that when um I started talking to you about doing this episode I actually got this book mixed up with the Aeneid which I had already read and studied and then I'm not gonna it was it was pretty close to today I realized that I had not read the book and I was speed reading it and like looking up everything about it but we're here now and I'm prepared so that's all that matters but yeah, when we were discussing, I might get a bit mixed up with the Aeneid and the Odyssey because they all kind of go into like one hodgepodge in my mind. It's all the same people, but I'll be fine. I'll be fine. I accidentally said the Iliad by Shakespeare the other day. How did I mess this up in my head? Well, technically, they don't know who wrote it. Like they're very heavily presuming it was Homer, but who knows? Maybe Shakespeare is like a time traveler and he went back in time. People people even debate if Shakespeare was a person, so anything is possible. Didn't he like rip off a bunch of his writings too? Yep. <laughs> okay, moving on after my disgust at Samuel Butler today. Um <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to be like Barnes and Noble's like, okay, never mind. I guess we won't. Or no, it was Books a Million that I got this from. Books a Million is going to be like, never mind. I guess we won't support the Braley Bookish podcast. Moving on. (laughs) So we got book one. Okay. For context, I don't know anything about this. The only thing I know is that people say that Achilles is gay. And I know that because of of Achilles. Mm. Yeah. That's all I know. I... Um, I did I studied like classics and mythology in secondary school so like high school um, and I actually got classic student of the year 2017 humble brag um, but there's only like 10 people in my class and I was like a teacher's pet so um, I def- and that was a long time ago that was like five years ago now so I've definitely forgotten um, and I previously studied the uh, Odyssey and the Aeneid which I explained I get confused with all the time so um, you know I have to, it rejogged my memory but by no means an expert at all so don't quiz me <laughs> let's get it going so book one off the bat achilles withdraws from war sends his mother to ask jove and i was like who's jove zeus i guess um to help the trojans and jove and juno are gossiping on olympus and saying that achilles is um and someone had a falling out so then someone named, um, okay, I'm going to butcher names this entire time. Oh, me too, 100%. <laughs> I was kind of nervous about this, like, coming on. I was like, I can't pronounce any of these names. I've just been reading this and, like, saying it in my head. I know. I was like, I wish we had, like, if I had someone that was Greek as a friend, I'd be like, hey, can you just 
like listen to the episode tell me how wrong I pronounced it and then I can just like cut your name in like cut your pronunciation (laughs) in that'd be great (laughs) but we're gonna do our best so someone named Amegamamon (laughs) Agamemnon yeah yeah aka our homie the king um kind of a kind of a douche to be honest yeah the the worst the yeah the worst the worst Uh, alpha male you can think of yeah yeah no he's a tool straight up the worst he just has he just has this girl captive and he just Mm -hmm. not gonna let her go just because he just doesn't want to he already has a wife too and he's like i just wanted another one and i was like bruh what (laughs) so then like this girl's dad shows up and is like hey here's ransom money also the scepter of apollo and he's like yeah that's not good enough for me um no i'm keeping your daughter and this guy's like dude what and the praise to apollo and he's like apollo listen homie hear me out will you kill this guy and apollo's like yeah bro i'll kill this guy sounds great it's kind of like you know when you have maybe something that you don't think is like that great but then everyone else think it's really good so then suddenly it's like super valuable to you and you won't trade it for anything that's kind of yeah. like what he's like with this um you know uh apollo's priest Scepter. daughter girl oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's just like not trading it for anything even the gods or he's just even rejecting the gods and saying no it's a bit ridiculous no, all the women in this book have no bodily authority at all. They're just basically traded as prizes. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, it's quite sad, but it was like, I don't even know how many years ago. I don't even know the math, but a very, very, very long time ago. But yeah. hopefully Helen and the other women weren't real people. I don't know if they were. But, I think so. <laughs> but it was a reality for a lot of people, unfortunately. But hopefully the gods weren't intervening like that. I know. I was like, the gods intervene in this a lot. They're basically at, at everyone's beck and call in this moment. Yeah, I only have a few notes taken down. But the first one is the gods are messy AF, which is mm-hmm. very true. They just cause all the drama. Like they're the worst. They just treat like the humans as pawns in their fights. Like it's fine if they fight because they're immortal. But then like there's just complete bloodshed for like 10 years over a fight that they started. It's just, yeah. And don't even get me started on Paris. Like he's just the worst, but we'll get to that later. <laughs> yeah we will i think everyone in this book is kind of terrible to be honest i don't really particularly like anybody i know it's yeah no it's no one's good so far so that'll be interesting to read a book where i hate everyone um kind of cool though how the gods are like kind of normal you know they're like people they're not like good or bad because now obviously you know people describe god as like perfect and everything but these gods were like so messy and like terrible Mm -hmm. I know I kind of love that like I love the idea of humanizing the gods just because it's like it's always kind of uh been hard for me to think oh there's this giant immortal being yeah Yeah, that's perfect and always forgiving I'm like really and I think it makes a lot more sense when like you know really bad like uncontrollable or unpredictable things happen on earth you know it's just the gods fighting you know what I mean 
It's yeah. like, and they like the way they're just fickle and change their minds all the time. I mean, it's entertaining to read, but I feel bad for these people in the book. Yeah, yeah, I know. So as Apollo is slaughtering everyone because it's Apollo. Um, why not? Yeah. Achilles is like, okay, let's figure out why Apollo is mad. So Achilles goes to a priest and he's like, okay, homie, what's happening? And the priest says that Achilles has to protect him if he wants to know. And Achilles is like, okay, yeah, sure. That's fine. I'll protect you. So then the priest tells Achilles that uh, their king kidnapped uh, Chrysilis' daughter and Apollo is killing everyone until the king gives the daughter back with no ransom, money whatsoever, and nothing in exchange. Just like freely gives her back. They can't see, but I'm shaking my head right now in <laughs> just complete disbelief. <laughs> yeah, I know. So the king's like, yeah, no. Um, he's like, I love her better than I love my wife. Um, and I'll give her up if you find me a better prize instead. In my translation, it always refers to the wife as a prize, which does not sit right with me. Yeah, 100%. Like the women are just, it's like tied up in the men's like pride and honor. Like that was another note I had, Dan, is that like pride and honor is like the most high value, most important thing. And mm-hmm. these women are kind of like a display of their like masculinity and like authority and just like, you know, big dick energy. I don't know if I can say that, but it's fine. This <laughs> is an explosive podcast. So you can say whatever you want. <laughs> yeah. It's all just about hyping them up. So the women are very much just like a status symbol. I know. Yeah. I made this an explicit podcast when I had to talk about manslaughter for an episode on uh, Fahrenheit 451. I was like, yeah, yeah, we'll just give yeah. it an explicit rating. Everyone can say what they want now. <laughs> Achilles is like, listen, if you keep being the worst, I'm going to go home. And the king's like, if you go home, I'm going to sleep with your wife. And Achilles is like, bruh, what? <laughs> <laughs> It's just, just messy. There's just so yeah. much affairs. There's no, like for for being people that like honor is so important to them and pride and everything. Like they're so unloyal and like there's just so much infidelity. You know what I mean? They're, they aren't these like amazing stand-up guys at all because they just go around with like no loyalty to friends or to like their wives or anything. I know they do it's not just... care if someone's married or not at all. That means nothing to them. Yeah, I would have thought that like, in you know the eons gone by that like marriage would have been more of like uh more an important thing than it mm-hmm. is now but like I guess not I mean I guess people have been assholes like throughout history cheating and whatnot and it's kind of wild when you think about the progression of like this idea of marriage because it's like this was before we had a lot of um our well-known history I guess whereas like in the 1800s 1700s 1600s what marriage was such like a covenant that like you could not break like no one could get divorced no one could ever leave each other yeah. you know marriage is for life and you can't sleep with people outside of marriage and then it's like the greeks were like i'm just gonna steal your wife buddy i'll take your wife yeah and then like a bunch of like of the greek men had like a wife but then also like a boyfriend Mm-hmm. That was usually a younger boy, which is like kind of like problematic, um, definitely. But um, yeah. yeah, everyone just had like all the men just had a boyfriend and a girlfriend and it was just like normal. I mean, listen, we love 
We love gay rights. We love all that. But the grooming in this is not not a look. It's not good. No, some call me by your name type stuff. I haven't read that yet. <laughs> oh wait, no, I, no, never mind. The the music. Sorry. No, I do know that. I know exactly what you're talking about. Okay. <laughs> I, I've been so used to people saying books that I was like, I haven't read that yet. What is that about? And then I'm like, oh no, the wonderful music video that just came out. Love that. So then I have the goddess Minerva, which the amount of characters from Harry Potter that are in this, like the same names, they're not the characters, but the same names of characters in Harry Potter had me kind of laughing. I've never seen or read Harry Potter, which is probably unusual for someone very into books. But yeah, I don't, I know the basics. Like I know like Hermione and Ron and Harry and like Hagrid and Dumbledore, but that's about it. So (laughs) I read them for the first time, like a year and a half ago so you're fine did you enjoy it because I feel like there's no point me reading them because I feel like people that like are around our age that like love them it's kind of like nostalgia for like when they were kids you know mm-hmm. because they are like for a younger audience like yeah. I feel like most of the adults that love it is from like they've always loved it like did mm-hmm. you enjoy it I enjoyed it solely from like the standpoint of like I liked the movies growing up And I liked it because it's a very easy book to get through. And it's like a very nice casual world that you feel like could exist. So like, I liked the, if you've ever read like a good, like young YA to middle grade and you've enjoyed it, I feel like you would enjoy it, but like you wouldn't, it's not like hard hitting literature. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like speaking of actually with this episode, I'm currently reading like the Percy Jackson series mm. and I'm really enjoying that because that's just nice and chill with problematic gods and everything. It's great. You know, it's, I really liked the uh, Percy Jackson. I've read all of those, those first ones. I haven't read Trials of Apollo yet. I also read that like right after I read Harry Potter for the first time. I'm only on the second one. Okay. But I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. It's great. But, um, good vibes to get into right now yeah <laughs> got me in the mindset for this I know although this is a lot more slow moving but still and I'm reading this at the same time I'm reading lore if you haven't read that one yet that one just not yet out. it's lore I've, seen it. I've seen it all over my Instagram yeah it's like an action movie in a book so it mm-hmm. got me really prepped for this <laughs> well let's see how prepped we are because <laughs> so the goddess Minerva comes down and convinces Achilles not to murder this guy she's like listen do you not murder the king like that's a bad move and Achilles is like but he's trying to like sleep with my wife and Minerva's like listen it's fine it'll work out so then we find out Achilles has a goddess for a mother I was like oh that's pretty cool so many people in this book have like gods and goddesses for parents yeah like there's hardly anybody that's like fully mortal like most of them have some sort of like connection to the gods they're either super favored by the gods Mm -hmm. these gods are so unfair like they just pick certain people and they're like they're ride or die you know and Mm -hmm. they'll do anything to protect that person or else them eh, or else they're like uh demigods Mm -hmm. like most of them are especially like the the main characters and like the best fighters obviously but um yeah kelly's wasn't it that um, when he was a baby, his mom like dunked him in the river Styx to kind of like give him this like um, protection, but then she like dunked him in by holding on to his ankle. Mm-hmm. So the ankle didn't go into the river. So yeah. if he got hit in the ankle, he's like kaput. Yeah, I know that history, but I don't, it wasn't in my book. 
Yeah, I don't know if it's I I don't think it was mentioned in this. I think it's mentioned okay. in um like the Aid or the Odyssey, I can't remember because they're okay. all kind of about the same the same war, but uh yeah. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't sure. The the translation is kind of funny in in this book. I think there's like a point where I think it's Achilles, he calls like Agamemnon like a dog face. And I was like, that's just an age old, an age old slag, you know, that never gets old. You can call anybody throughout history a dog face and it's, it means the same thing. Yeah, love it. Dogs are so cute though. I wouldn't really, you know, what type of dog? You know, it varies. Yeah. Pugs are pretty ugly, but like they're other dogs are kind of cute. I love pugs. I think they're so like they're ugly in a cute way like I love sphinx cats but again so because they're ugly in a cute way you know what I mean I love yeah the <laughs> <ugly> faces <laughs> plus they kind of look like they would kill you in your sleep like a little gremlin mm-hmm. creature I love them I think they're so adorable yeah I have like seven cats but no sphinx cats yet I have one old lady dog and she is the light of my life uh I've got um four dogs so I have like 10 pets in my hands uh-huh. so it's very noisy to record <laughs> Honestly, none of them are in the room now though so hopefully it's gonna be fine yeah that's a great life my dog is just sleeps all the time and then I like poke my head out I'm like how you doing she looks up at me falls back asleep I'm like okay <laughs> so then Agamemnon uh, the king we're just gonna go with the king yeah makes his men steal Achilles wife for him and Achilles is like listen if you take my wife uh, you're never getting help from me. I'm never going to speak to you again. And they're like, we have to do it. And he's like, fine, take my wife. So then he leaves the battle camp as they take his wife away. And he's crying. And I'm like, that's that's something I like, though, in like a lot of Homer's works, like the Odyssey. They have like men crying, which I think is like pretty cool because you don't even see that much like in the media today, you know? Mm-hmm. So like, back then crying was actually like a true sign of like masculinity which I think is really cool because like that's still like something that we're only like accepting now Mm -hmm. but um Homer just made it like really normal and like all the men had like a full range of emotions and they were never like you know they weren't like trying to be strong all the time which I think is great like in um the Odyssey I think it's like um Odysseus is like away from home and he's like weeping for his wife Mm -hmm. it's pretty nice even though he cheats on her a bunch of times, but that's for the Odyssey episode. Yeah, that'll be fun. Yeah, I, I was like, I feel really bad, but also like no one is secure in their relationship here. Like no. I feel bad for Achilles, but like apparently if you take your wife to war, she's going to sleep with the king. And I don't know why that's a rule. <laughs> Maybe it's a way of like protecting herself. Who knows? Yeah. Or maybe... I don't know actually who knows maybe he he was attractive but then again he was called a dog face so who knows it doesn't seem like she has an option you know so I don't know if like if you have a hot wife like if you're not allowed to bring them anywhere you're like please stay home like the king's gonna try and steal you and she's like they won't steal me and I'm like they're gonna steal you I don't know what the rules are here yes yeah so yeah, the Agamemnon. I'm just gonna say the king because it's much yeah. easier. Yeah, but the king then, yeah, he like steals her. I don't know. It's very. Um, I I wasn't sure if like she went willingly or if it was like if she was stolen. It's, it's the same as it's the same as like Helen as well. Like mm-hmm. there's uh, it's kind of blurry as to whether like she went willingly or if she was like taken and then like held captive. 
Yeah. Well, for in my translation, um, Chrysalis is the one that got kidnapped first, but mm-hmm. um, in this, in my version, it says Achilles' wife did not want to go to the oh, king. Okay. Yeah. So just a translation difference, I guess. So I don't. Okay. Know. Well, then scratch that about him being good looking then, because I don't. <laughs> yeah. I did not know that. <laughs> yeah, Achilles' wife did not want to go at all. So, at least in my version, it's weird having two different versions because it's like. I can't read ancient Greek, so I'm going to have no idea what the original text is. Yeah, I mean, that's like, there's so many versions as well, because like, you got to think like, this was originally like, made, this was passed in like, through oral storytelling for Mm -hmm. like, years and years and years and years. And it was like, made into songs and everything before it was even written down. So I'm sure people like all over the globe heard different versions. Mm -hmm. And then different translations, you know, when it's translated so many times, it has different meanings. So that's probably why it's so varied in different editions yeah and you can definitely like like some of the lines sound very kind of like poetic which so like makes sense that it came from like oral storytelling and like song because like the size of this book it's like how many pages like 600 pages or something yeah I think so like it's so crazy that people would have like I mean obviously it's a lot more detailed now but people would have like remembered this story so well Mm-hmm. and um like people all over the world like we're familiar with it like it's just crazy so it's 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 funny when you're reading it and thinking about all the people throughout history who've like heard this story and read this story and it's kind of um it's kind of like half uh history half myth because like people back then like thought this was like true you know yeah but, like the gods coming down and intervening so it's kind of cool I know I like that there's like this idea that as people retell it to it can change so it like fits the need of the audience whereas like you can think about it this way like maybe mine was catered more towards like families and it's like yeah she didn't want to go you know she wanted to stay with her husband whereas yours where it doesn't say you know it could be catered towards like a group of men so it's like all these translations kind of do the same thing where it's like oh some of these change just based on you know who's reading it and what their understanding of it is and the context of the story which I think is kind of fun yeah like that was like very like really emphasized in my history degree it's all about like looking at the source and like who that person was like what background they came from so like we have two different translators so they're like probably from you know different countries different cultures and everything so mm-hmm. it's just it's funny yeah it'll be Good fun as it develops yeah, yeah. We'll see what other like similarities and differences we have. Oh, I'm still mad that you get Athena in yours and I have to deal <laughs> with Minerva, who I don't know who that is at all. <laughs> um, who does it say Achilles' mother is in yours? Um, let me see. Mine it says Thetis. Thetis. T-H-E-T-I-S. Thetis. Yeah, that's the version I had for sure. Yeah. I said Thetis, but I don't know if that's actually true. That sounds better than the way I said it, so. (laughs) Tiefling, you know, whatever. So, you know, as Achilles is crying, his mother comes down and is like, hey, baby boy, what happened? Like, what's going on? And he's just like, listen, you know, this dude stole my wife. He wants to go and fight everyone. He won't give this woman back to uh, her father 
And he's like going to bring the downfall of our entire city. And Thetis is like, listen, I'm going to go talk to Jove and see what can happen. I'm now realizing, I think they mixed Greek and Roman gods together because Apollo's Greek. In what my the version. heck? Yeah, I'm just. You've got some, he's got some bootleg crazy version. <laughs> yeah, Samuel Butler, what's happening? I'm so confused because, okay, because I think Thetis is Greek too. I just have pe- I just have penguin. I trust penguin. Penguin, please sponsor me because this is a good addition. <laughs> no, I feel like now I need to be like getting the penguin version because like this is a little rough for me. I'm gonna be honest. I'm not like a big fan of Roman gods, but we'll see how it goes. Thetis is like, I'll talk to Jove. We'll see what's going on. And um, this girl finally gets to go back to his dad. Her dad. They return her without ransom money and things seem to be starting to get better and then achilles like exits the chat like he's no longer there anymore (laughs) so because the daughter gets returned apollo gets called off of his rampage so destruction has ended um all the gods are back at olympus and thetis is like hey my son is having a really rough time like can we please uh help him help everyone with you know the whole king situation because that guy's kind of the worst he is yeah and joe's like okay fine i'll help you whatever like that it's fine we'll figure it out and juno is like listen i hate thetis stop trying to help thetis she's a river i think she called her some like a river something i don't know she said something mean about thetis i don't know what she said though I love Juno. It's such it's such a cool name as well. Mm-hmm. It's it's cool, but um, yeah. In yours, <laughs> did it say Hera or did it say Juno? Hera. Must be nice. I was so confused why they were on Mount Olympus. I'm like, where's the Greek gods? Because I didn't think the Roman gods were on Mount Olympus. Yeah, no, I think they were it's like it was kind of like a sloppy like the romans really it was kind of just like they didn't properly move everything over they're like we're just gonna make them our own by changing the names that's all that's all we're not gonna give any other context it's fine (laughs) i love that the romans basically the greeks were like about to submit their homework assignment and the romans were like hey like i i didn't have time last night can i please copy your paper and the greeks (laughs) were like fine but like change it a little and they're like (laughs) The Romans like, don't you worry at all. I've got this. <laughs> so true. <laughs> so now we're on to book two. So Jove sends a dream to the king and he's like, hey, take Troy. And there's there's a lot of like, there are a lot of like prophetic dreams in this mm-hmm. book. Like I just, it's really like, they all had very like, profound dreams like clear messages and dreams like my dreams are just like nonsensical you know or I certainly like wouldn't if I did have a dream that had like a strong message I probably wouldn't be inclined to follow it like especially not like start a war you know what I mean yeah though he must have been very confident I know I'm like most of my like my clearest memory of a dream is when I had a dream about Doc Op being a part of a zombie apocalypse and every single cool. zombie was Doc Op. So there was like <laughs> so many and I was stuck on a cruise ship with these Doc Op zombies and then I woke up. That is like the clearest dream I remember. What am I supposed <laughs> to do with that? Like what war do I start? 
I can't even remember. I only seem to remember the bad dreams. Mm-hmm. So, you know, because they just like they stick in your mind. But yeah, nothing exciting. But um, yeah, Zeus is just um causing trouble. He's just like, I'm gonna just cause complete chaos and go into this man's dreams and tell him to start a war because I'm bored. It's basically it. Yeah, literally the point he's at. He's like, ah, eh, you know, maybe this will help Achilles. So the king comes out, wakes up, comes out of his tents, like everyone I had a dream. And they're like, what dream did you have? And he's like, we have to take Troy. And then he says something about not taking Troy and going home instead. And everyone's like, what? And he's like, no, just kidding. We're going to take Troy. And I'm like, Why, <laughs> what? Like, are you okay? So then Minerva goes down to Ulysses and says, yeah, don't take Troy or don't leave sorry let them take helen and i thought helen was a city and then we find out helen's a woman and i was oh, like oh wow well because i thought yeah you know, we're talking about Trey. you would yeah you would, yeah I don't that know. just like that just like goes to show as we were saying earlier that the women are just like possessions or like mm-hmm. something to be conquered you know yeah. like from this book it's not homer's fault you know it's probably the way it was mm-hmm. but um no yeah it's pretty pretty grim but I was I was reading this thing um a while ago that was saying like throughout history people have gotten like better looking so like if wars were started over Helen's beauty like we're probably both like far more beautiful than she was you know we'd be starting wars all over the place (laughs) honestly my goal in life you know (laughs) well probably not when you read ahead of what happens to her because it's not good yeah (laughs) so then (laughs) For some reason, the king's like, yeah, it's going to take us nine years to take Troy and we will win on the ninth year because of a baby bird being eaten or something. I was very, eight, sorry, eight. I was very confused about that part. I was like, okay. Yeah, it's like omens were really like sacred and always right. Like back in these like books, like in home, like in the Odyssey and everything, they rely very heavily on omens, you know? um and it's always something to do with like sacrificing an animal which is kind of sad but um yeah so it's it's funny I'm like I wonder what like a bird sacrifice looks like to tell you nine years you know I would think like nine birds but that's really sad yeah I don't know who knows I don't know so the king's like we need to get Achilles on the same page again but then just says that and does nothing about it at all he just like airs it to the world as if that's going to change anything while still keeping his wife like achilles still hasn't gotten his wife back so i'm like how how do you think anything's gonna get solved buddy like give him his wife back so uh the king prays to jove to win but jove is like yeah i'm not gonna listen to you buddy you're kind of (laughs) trash That's and- God to me when I'm asking for your stuff. He's just like, whatever. <laughs> we <laughs> get no signs. <laughs> yeah. So then they like list out every single person to ever exist in this entire world. And then oh, they have. And I'm like, I literally do not care. Yeah. Even I think it's book three as well. That It's just a big list that yeah. like Helen lists off and it's a big drag. I just completely kind of skipped it because there's too many names and too many irrelevant people. I know it's like just bullet point it next time for me please 
Yeah. <laughs> the most important thing we know is that Achilles has the most ships. He has 50 ships. And he's like, yeah, I'm not going to help in the war because you still have my wife. So karma. Karma. I think he like literally would have made up like half the fleet and <laughs> they still don't have him. So, so then we're on to book three. So this, they're already at Troy. Like we just immediately get there, which is kind of nice because we don't get any sailing chapters. Yeah, it's kind of like Homer is like, here's what you missed, you know, like the little glee catch up and he kind of like <laughs> runs through all that at the start. And now it's like the, the, it's been, the war has been going on for like nine years. And this is kind of like the climactic part. Is it been going on for, I didn't realize that. I thought this was the start. No, I think this is the, the ninth year because the whole book only takes place, I think, over like two months. like 52 days or something like that so I think the the first part like the first book or two is kind of like a recap and then this is like the ninth year of the 10-year war I think okay this is why we got you on I hope they'll try it I'm not sure (laughs) I'm pretty sure they'll try it (laughs) if not someone on Instagram will be like um you guys did not do your research and I'll be like you are correct anyways sometimes um, it's nice to hear podcasts though from people that aren't an expert you know and just hearing their like genuine thoughts even if maybe they're a bit incorrect sometimes oh yeah I'm glad that they don't have comment sections on podcasts even though I would like to you know see who's listening and the interaction and everything I also wouldn't want to be corrected or get any mean comments it's funny because I live stream on twitch too so like when I'm doing that people will be like oh hey um you just missed something and I'll be like okay we'll go back you know like (laughs) make sure I complete everything whereas like podcasting I have to wait until it's published and then people are like um by the way like that's not actually true and I'm like whoops (laughs) sorry I'm I'm no expert I'm just one girl yeah (laughs) I get that can't mention everything it's fun though and I think it's yeah. like it kind of gives you when listeners listen to it you kind of feel like you're haunting the studio space you know because it's like you're a ghost and you can't interact with anything and yeah. you just have to <laughs> listen to the rhetorical questions but you can't answer them <laughs> at least you know people are listening when they correct you you know yeah. and they're engaging <laughs> I know I'm like more people correct me and then I know that like you guys are actually listening <laughs> um so then we're on to book three The Trojan champion looks big and scary, but he's like terrified and tries to hide behind all of his men when the other guy comes out. And I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah. Uh. So then um, Alexandrus, who is the Trojan champion, is like, fine, I will fight this guy, but everyone else better sit down and wait to see what happens. So they're going to try and have these two champions fight over Troy. And not only does the winner get Troy, but they also get um, Alexandrus's wife, Helen. Yeah. And all of her like possessions. Yeah. And her money. I'm like, for what? Like, why would you say, yeah, not only would you get Troy, but you also get my wife. I'd love like a book or something. Um, maybe There probably is out there, but like something from Helen's perspective. I know. I, I think that'd that be sweet, so interesting. Yeah, that's sweet fan fiction. That'd be great. <laughs> I'll write it. Fiction. I'll leave. I'll Honestly, write it. You can link it. it in the description. <laughs> yeah, let me know. You've got until June. Let's. <laughs> I remember, like, in an assignment in secondary school, I did like Hamlet, but from like Ophelia's perspective for like a homework assignment, and that was super fun. 
Maybe I'll just start writing historical fan fiction. Who knows? I'd read it. I'd absolutely <laughs> read it. Like, that sounds delightful. <laughs> I want like I was when I recorded our Great Gatsby episodes. Oh, I, amazing book. Oh yes. I was saying telling my guests, I was like, I want the literary, like in-depth research about Nick and his um night with the guy at the party because they had like one throwaway line that literally implied they had sex and i was like where's the academic research of that like well there is a book called nick that's a great gatsby um what's it called spinoff spinoff yeah i don't know how good it is but i saw it advertised to me the day on instagram but uh i don't know Nick was a, an interesting character, so. <laughs> so we're at the fight. Everyone's fighting. This is when we find out that Helen's a human being and not a city. And she's somehow the goddess Iris's sister-in-law, which means that Alexandrius is a god? I guess. I mean, as we were saying earlier, everybody has some sort of, like, god dna so who knows and then there's so much relationships as well that like sister-in-law doesn't even like mean much you know (laughs) there's so many different marriages and relationships and everything it's totally messy i i gave up on trying to find like the connection between all of them like a long time ago because it's just way too messy i know i was like i need a family tree and i was like scratch the family tree i don't care anymore yeah (laughs) i don't know who these people are it doesn't matter like i made a family tree for when i read sense and sensibility to kind of like get it all cleared up but i was like your guess is good as mine on this one like i don't know who these people are (laughs) so as this fight is little going on it seems like the gods are favoring both and also neither of them like no one's really winning and then Venus saves Alexandrius because he almost dies. So like she saves him at the last second, takes him back to his room. It's like, stay here. I'll be right back. And then goes and grabs his wife. And it's like, go see your husband. He's like, he was going to die. And Helen's like, listen, I am promised to the victor. Like I can't go back to my husband. And she's like, do you want to go back to your husband or not? Like go back there. They're so mean to Helen, like the way even like Agamemnon and everything talks to her. It's like ter- she just has no say at all. Like I know, it's just wait. She doesn't. She didn't get to talk to the king. She's talking to Alexandria's her husband. In my version, now, who is it? There is. I can't remember who it is. Now let me see. It might have been Athena, but one of them is like. Oh no, maybe it was Zeus. Sorry, it was Zeus that mm-hmm. said no. Zeus that said that to no. I'm getting mixed up. Zeus said that to his wife. I'm getting all messed up. With people. Oh okay. But basically, yeah. See, this is what I mean. All these names and like they're very, um, the gods are like fleshed out, but I feel like the people are pretty like one dimensional. So yeah. it's easy to get them like confused. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it definitely is. It's like this whole Helen situation is basically they like lock her in a room with her husband and they're like, you guys stay there while this is happening. And I'm like, okay, sure. What? Like, I don't understand. 
But the king, Agamemnon, thinks he's owed Helen now. So he's like running through the streets. He's like, someone find Alexandrius because he's probably got his wife hiding away and she's mine now because we won. And I'm like, Where's cool. my trophy? Yeah. Disgusting, buddy. So then we are on to book four. So the gods tell the Trojans to kill um, Menelaus, which is the one that was the champion for Mm -hmm. um, the king. So the gods are like, okay, you know, shoot him with an arrow. And the Trojans are like, cool, cool, we can do that. So he goes to shoot him. And then the gods specifically make it miss to start Mm -hmm. a full-on war. And I was like, why would you do that they literally have a meeting in olympus and they're like Mm -hmm. should we should we keep the truce should we start a war again and they're like yeah let's fight i'm bored and like as i was saying before they don't care because they're immortal and the humans are just their pawns but then there's like total bloodshed over just them causing chaos for whatever reason i know they basically view the human race as like a vr simulator yeah like sims or something Mm -hmm. like they're just like "Eh, let's do something fun we haven't had a war in a couple days that might be fun you think that'll liven things up around here and all the other guys are like yeah i can go for a war i have time until about three o'clock and then i gotta go back to you know golfing (laughs) okay so the king's like listen the trojans just broke the truce time for war so war breaks out and then we're on to book five so book five uh minerva gets mars out of the battle and it's like hey let's let jove handle this and not interfere anymore and mars is like okay can do i'll just wait here and minerva's like okay so we'll just both wait here but you wait right there and i'm gonna just go like over here for a little bit like i'm totally not interfering at all never not me um but like i just have to like run to the bathroom so then minerva is like hey diomed i guess is his name i'm gonna let you see gods and kill people but if you see venus please wound her and diomed's like all right sounds good can do so Diomed proceeds to slaughter like so many people mm-hmm. like like 15 people in the span of like two minutes it's just like pages of just mm-hmm. like death and stabbing so this is kind of when my eyes kind of glazed over mm-hmm. because it was just too many names and insignificant details but yeah a lot of people die mm-hmm. it's a big mess I know it's like a lot of people die and they're like also he was like a beautiful individual it was his father's <laughs> only son and I was like okay thanks or they're like yeah this guy is really old he can no longer have kids he has no one to split um Diomed kills both of his sons so now his entire fortune's going to the people that around him and I was like okay thanks Homer <laughs> what so Diomed sees Venus and straight up goes after her because she tries to protect her son and her son is the one that shot Diomed at the beginning. He was the archer. <laughs> and then Diomed just straight up stabs her in the wrist and Venus is like, 
uh what and has to go back up to mount olympus and she's like hi um i'm bleeding out here via wrist stab wound can you please um bandage this for me my mother and her mom's like yeah why why did this happen and then like jove is like can we like all stop interfering in this war please like just let it play (laughs) out you're not made for this venus and venus is like i can do war and he's like leave the war to minerva and mars like you can't do this venus has to like pouty sit at like Mm -hmm. mount olympus with all the other with her little plaster on you know a little powerpuff girls plaster you know (laughs) i know she's got like her one wrist bandage and she basically has to watch it on tv with the rest of the gods (laughs) so then um diomed's like done with his slaughtering for a minute and minerva walks up to him and is like hey you know what would be fun and diamond's like what she's like if you just like straight up murdered mars and (laughs) diamond's like i'm sorry what and she's like yeah no like this is gonna be so fun like totally do this nothing bad could happen to you whatsoever and diamond's like okay like i trust you yeah i guess i'll do that and then Instead of Diomed murdering Mars, Minerva just straight up stabs him in the, like, stabs Mars in the middle of the battlefield. And I was like, what is happening? Like, (laughs) why are the gods, like, taking out their own vengeance acts right now? Like, what's going on? There's just no consequences for, like, their actions. And they don't seem to have, like, a strong moral compass, you know? Like, their actions just, like, change on a whim. Mm-hmm. And the whole, like, it's always just really unpredictable. Yeah. And then after Mars gets straight up stabbed, he goes up to Jove and, like, goes back to Mount Olympus. He's like, Jove, like, um, Minerva just stabbed me. And Jove is like, I don't want to hear it. Like, stop complaining. I don't care. And I was like, <laughs> Jove is like a trash father. <laughs> Your son yeah. was stabbed. Yeah, he's pretty trash. <laughs> all the gods like are pretty dodgy parents Mm -hmm. like they probably don't even know how many kids they have they can't keep track of them that they like don't keep track of how many kids they have and they also like have all these random demigod children and they're like ah leave the powered children off to do whatever they want like yeah they're half mortal they're not valuable whatever I know it's like some of like even uh Thetis talking about Achilles she's like he's gonna have a short life or whatever and I'm like I mean he's gonna have like 80 years probably so like that's like a normal human life so I'm not really sure what your standard for short is like well I suppose back then people lived for like like probably 30 it was probably oh you're right probably, probably even younger yeah. So I'll probably feel like affinity for them. <laughs> yeah, it probably feels like 30 seconds, you know, and they're like, wow, my kid just died. It's rough. <laughs> I don't know. It's, this book's kind of chaos. And I think, it's... yeah, it's completely chaotic, which mm-hmm. is why probably why it's like stuck around for so long, because mm-hmm. there's just so much in it to talk about. I know. And I love this. I think this is fun. I think it's a wild ride. I forget that basically like, you know, because I casually read the Bible, like a few chapters of it, and like mm-hmm. it always was like otherworldly. 
you know, it felt yeah. like felt very distant and, you know, like God would do casually just like whatever and make people feel better with no, mm-hmm. you know, moral consequences to himself. But then it's like the Greek gods are like, I'm going to go stab you in war because you yeah. inconvenienced me a thousand years ago. <laughs> Try it again. Try they're, it again, Mars. They're super petty. Like oh, the yeah. gods are the most petty. I think it's kind of fun because it's like just adding like Greek and Roman gods adds like a layer of pettiness that you don't need in any character development because you already know like you show up and it's like Athena's mentioned and you're like oh I'm ready (laughs) yeah we haven't even gotten to like the whole I don't think we've even gotten to the whole drama with the golden apple yet I think that's mentioned I didn't read any further ahead yet like mm-hmm. I stopped right here, so I wouldn't know anything yet. Well, yeah. yeah, aka just you know, to sum it up, the gods are petty as heck, and it just it doesn't stop. It just goes on for the whole book. <laughs> I'm excited. This is gonna be fun. It's gonna be kind of weird having us reading two different translations because I didn't think about it. But it's yeah, fine. I didn't either. But it's fine. We can just kind of compare the similarities and differences. You know, that'd be fun. I think that's all we've got for this episode. Um, thank you, Jade, so much for joining me. Where can all thank the people you. of the internet find your podcast? Um, I have an Instagram, a bit adabetabook.podcast on Instagram. I'm also on TikTok, kind of cringy, but that's adabetabook.podcast too. And um, yeah, you can find my podcast on all the same platforms as this one. So go there after you finish this episode. <laughs> yeah, and I will link everything in the show notes so that you can check out Jade's podcast. And we will talk to you guys in the next episode where we probably will get even more uh people losing their wives like yeah. randomly. Cause that's what happens here. <laughs> and yeah, we will catch you all in the next one. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Barely Bookish podcast. If you want to find me, I am at Barely Bookish on literally everything. Also, as I kind of mentioned in the intro, we are going to be doing uh, exclusive early access um, over on Patreon. So if you want to join us, go on patreon.com slash barelybookish and you can get early access as well as those exclusive episodes that come out every single month. Also, we have new merch. So if you want to check out the merch, uh, please do so. It's barelybookish.com slash merch and you will see all of our great merch options and fun stuff like that. But yeah, that's kind of all I've got for you guys. I'm still on break from Twitch right now um, just because I am doing a lot of moving and fun stuff like that, but I will be back starting September. Also, our Patreon exclusive for September is going to be Heartless with Leah from YA Book Chat. So You guys, I think we'll really enjoy that. I really enjoyed reading Heartless. I think it was a really good retelling or adaptation, I guess, but it was a lot of fun. So I hope you guys enjoy that and I will catch you all in the next one. Our logo was designed by my little sibling, Sarah. Our theme song is by Raphael Crux from freepd.com and I'll catch you guys later. Bye.